Alrighty, welcome, welcome, welcome to New Testament Friday. We're so glad you're here, and I am filming this, I am recording this on Friday. Uh, it's late morning, had things going on, didn't get to it, so we're glad you're here. Studio audience, we're glad you're here. Thank you, the studio audience that does not exist. We hope you're reading in your reading plan. <clears throat> this has been a busy week. So uh, we're glad to get to New Testament Friday, and uh, just to let you know, we do have our mugs available, our brand new Wake Up to the Word mugs with uh, the little cartoon drawing on them. We got a cartoon. You got to run right out and get one. You can get those at wakeuptotheword.org, and uh, we would uh, love to uh, send you one of those. So uh, just scroll down on the Wake Up to the Word uh, homepage, and you'll see them there. And uh, it's newly set up, so if you have an issue, please let me know so I can fix it. So seems like it's working, but uh, you never know in real life. So, all right, we hope you've been reading in your Bible reading plan. We are at Passion Week, and uh, that's why there's a lot going on. If you want to see a special teaching on Passion Week and the potential uh, biblical, biblically based presentation that uh, uh, Christ did not die on what this is, Good Friday, but on Wednesday, which I now call Wonderful Wednesday. Um, and he did spend three days and three nights in the earth, just like he said he was going to, uh, just as Jonah spent three days and three nights in the belly of the fish. <clears throat> the Son of Man will spend three days and three nights in the belly of the earth. And Friday does not do it. Thursday does not even do it because the ladies came to the tomb before sunup. And uh, that takes away one of the three full nights. So it has to be uh, Wednesday that he entered the tomb right at twilight. And that starts the next day. He's in the tomb just for a little bit on that day, which we don't even count. But on, as the, as the, the uh, Israel counts, as Jewish calendar goes, evening and morning, evening and morning. So if you want to see that, you can go to lifecoast. Um, excuse me, the Life Coast family uh, Facebook page, and that was recorded, so you can go look at it. And I, I'm not telling anyone to change their traditions. I'm not telling you. I'm going to a Good Friday service tonight, so, um, so just uh, we want you to uh, just look at what the biblical presentation is. Uh, we used all Bible verses to lay out exactly what we were talking about, and uh, we offer it to you. So uh, we're not angry about it. We're not. Uh, pushy about it. Uh, we offer it. So uh, here we are. What's our Bible reading for New Testament Friday on Good Friday, New Testament Friday, and uh, is Mark chapter 4 and Luke chapter 8. And some of this uh, is uh, repeat uh, items uh, because the Gospels are presenting similar accounts we're going to hit some of these multiple times, and I, and I only teach on them. If I get a little nuance that's in one, I'll repeat some of it. But for the, 
for the most part, we're uh, going to teach on that one time and we'll grab other parts when we, when we get through that. So as we work our way through the New Testament, we'll get through the Gospels and then uh, we'll, we won't have as much as that doubling up. But you, you'll be able to see what's in multiple Gospels and so uh, as this uh, life of Christ is presented. So uh, we got this uh, in chapter 4 of Mark, Parable of the Sower, which we've already had, I think, twice already. And this will be a third time. And so I'm not going to run through that again. Um, because it does say the purpose of parables, and remember it says, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom, but for those outside, everything is in parables, so that, Old Testament quote, they may indeed see, but not perceive, and may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. So, this is to uh for the for the for the world for those that have rejected god that there it's in parables because we need the holy spirit to be able to uh um hear and perceive so uh there you go so now he talks about a lamp under a basket and this is uh uh he said to them a lamp a lamp bought a lamp brought in to be under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand, for nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to be a light. If anyone has ears, let him hear. And he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use it, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given, and for the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. That's four. That's Mark four twenty one through twenty five, and uh, I have a note on the side that I wrote in my Bible, the Pareto principle, and uh, it's the eighty twenty principle. It's that eighty um, uh, percent of consequences or eighty percent of results is from twenty percent of the causes or from or the twenty percent of the effort. So um, this is a this this general principle in life is laid out here uh, in a general sense uh, in Mark chapter 4. And uh, what that means is we see it in church all the time. 20% of the people do 80% of, of, of the effort, uh, do 80% of the ministry. And we see that in business, that uh, 20% of the products, if someone's selling something, 20% of the products brings in about 80% of the income. Uh uh, when you do uh, 20% of your bad decisions cause 80% of your consequences, uh, it's, it's, this just seems to be an ongoing principle. And Jesus kind of lays that out and, and, uh, and gives that some, uh, some credence there. Uh, then there's a parable of the seed growing. Um, this is a little different than the other parable of the weeds. Uh, he says, and then the kingdom of God, this is a starting at verse 26, said the kingdom of God is as a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows, but he knows not how. The earth produces by itself, the first, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. And this is a parable really talking about uh, people coming to salvation and how our efforts work. So I, I kind of connect it to 
the the lamp under the basket. Uh, as believers, true believers share their faith. And true believers, uh, in deed and in word. I, I know some people always say, "Well, I show them Jesus with my life, and I don't just share the gospel." And um, but what I'm saying to you is the Bible says both. Okay. Always be prepared to give the reason for your hope. That means that they're going to be watching your deeds. You're absolutely right. You share it with your life. What you do, how you act, your character. No question. Got no issues with that. But if you're not ready to give the reason for your hope, then you're hiding your light under a basket. So we need to get ourselves prepared in whatever way we can discipleship. If you need discipleship, get a get in a discipleship relationship. If you go to Life Coast, come talk to me. We'll find someone to walk with you. Or, or get into a life group. Get into a rooted group. Get into one of the groups that's going to grow your faith and give you uh, the tools and the wisdom and um, the reps on being able to share and talk to people about your faith. Um within your circumstances, within your story. Because if we're not prepared to do that, we are hiding our light under a basket. This is my wake up to the word mug. This one cost a lot, so I had to... Uh... <laughs> that one's got the actual picture of the logo on it. This one's got a little cartoon version of it, so... For mass production. Gotcha. Um, all right. Jesus calms the storm. We're coming up on... Uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Jesus calms the storm. They're in the boat. Many of you know the story. They're in the boat. The storm comes up. And that's not uncommon in that area, in that in that uh, region. But he was asleep. It says on a cushion, too. He had a nice cushion. And they woke him up and said, Teacher, do you not care what it, that we're going to perish? Jesus gets up, rebukes the storm. Peace be still, and the wind ceases. And there was great calm. And here's what he said to them. This is what we need to take away from it. Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? In the times we're living, I see people living in fear. I hear people praying in fear. And I want to tell them, got to have faith. God's plan is going to play out. We see everything heading towards exactly what the word of God says it's going to do. Don't know. Yes, we don't like seeing it. Yes, we wish it was going another way. Yes, we wish more and more people would turn to Christ. And I believe that they will. I, I know it's not, there's no... Uh, verse or text that says there'll be a great revival. But I do believe that God talks about the harvest. Look, the harvest is ripe. And so we just, we talk about that one as well, that, that, that account. And I believe that there's an opportunity coming for a great harvest of souls that, that even in the midst of this chaos, when people are calling good evil and evil good, that Jesus is going to shine through. There's people coming to Christ. 
And we need to understand, stop hiding your light under a basket. The lost will never know the truth if no one's going to share it with them. The harvest is ripe. So uh, I'm going to take this instant right now. We're going to try and have the mid, the mid, uh, wake up to the word, uh, um, wake up to the word commercial break to hear about Spotify for podcasters. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <clears throat> we are doing our second uh, welcome back to wake up to the word. And we're going to be doing our second chapter on on New Testament Friday. And this is Luke chapter 8. And it starts right off with the women accompanying Jesus. And I know there are lots of camps that... Um, uh, that keep women, uh, say women aren't, shouldn't be leaders in the church. Women shouldn't teach men. Women shouldn't be pastors. Women shouldn't, there's lots of, there's camps that have all kinds of different sways on this. And I, and I know I was in one of those camps for a long time. But as I read the word and I get context and I see more of what the word of God says, Adam and Eve were created to be, uh, to be he she was created to be by his side to be his helpmate and they were they were side by side with god and and uh yes there's order among equals i believe in that order among equals there has to be order in any uh family any organization and and uh any church so there has to be order someone someone has to be the go-to person there's no question about it and uh but but to say that women can't use their gift set is just not biblical. It just it, it bucks against the overarching concepts of the faith. There's in the kingdom of God. There's neither Jew nor Gentile, male nor female. And uh, in, in Second First Corinthians, uh, uh, everyone, everyone, all of you should use your gifts in order. So there's order that God calls for. And uh, you he see here as Jesus was, was walking, he says, soon after he went on through the cities and villages proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the 12 were with him. Also, some women had been, uh, who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, the, uh, Herod's household manager, Susanna, and many others provided for them out of their means so they accompanied them they were with them they walked with them and yes the culture of the time basically had women as second-class citizens but jesus lifted them up jesus was the one brought them in jesus um gave them a place in his in his group in his in his family 
and the and um and I believe that as we get saved, we get a kingdom organization, not the worldly organization that uh that sets people aside and puts people down. And we can get into that a lot in a lot more detail, but uh, that's the general concept of it. The kingdom of God has a ta- has a seat and an opportunity for everyone at the table, regardless, regardless. And if we start thinking the other way, then we're not kingdom minded. Uh, we might be doctrinally minded um, in the doctrines of our traditions, but we're not acting like Jesus. So uh, then that brings us to the par- uh, the purpose of parables as um, uh, he does the parable of the sower again and the purpose of parables. And I just want to make a note in this. I'm not going to go through the sower parable again, but I do want to go through one a connecting verse here, uh, which is interesting for future. Okay, as we get to the future, as we're walking through the Bible and the different books of the Bible, I'm just going to touch this now because we'll hit it later, and it might be much later. But um, verse 13, it says, and, one of, and, and, and the ones that landed on the rock, talking about the seeds, are those, uh, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but these have, not, have no root. They believe for a while, and in, ta- in time and testing, they fall away or they depart. Okay? That's that word. Right there. This same word is used in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 3. It's apostasia. And we call it rebellion, except for the rebellion occurs. And some people say it's the falling away, and that's fine. But it's really a departure. So the 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 uh the um the lawless one will not will not come until the departure happens. When the time of testing comes, they depart. Is that is is the concept? Is the thought process here? It's not necessarily a uh, a, um, a a a spiritual lack. They already had that. It's it's a physical leaving. And so that's what the word means. So uh, we'll talk about that more detail when we get there. But this is one of those contextual things, cross-references. The Bible's one of those hyperlinks. We got tons of them. This is one of them. And there's actually a doc on Jeff's stack of stuff to show you all the hyperlinks. You can go and look at that at, at uh, Wake Up to the Word. Uh, .org. And you can see that doc if you want to download that or print it out. Um so then there's a, a lamp under a jar, same concept we already talked about over in uh, Mark, uh, that uh, you don't hide your faith, you just don't. Then we have Jesus, mother and brothers, and we've talked about that last week, where Jesus, mother and brothers, that people uh, in the Catholic, our Catholic uh, friends and Catholic uh, brothers and sisters, some of them have uh, have a true faith. But they believe that Mary was a perpetual virgin and never had any other children. The Bible just does not line up with that thinking. These are not brothers and sisters as in the family of God. These are brothers and sisters as in his physical family. His mother and his brothers. Very specific language. 
Jesus comes the storm. We just talked about that. And the, the great line in that is, even the wind and the water obey him. Because he created them. They, they obey the creator. Then we get to the Jesus healing the man with a demon. And this is also a bit of a repeat that we have here. But I touch on it again because this is something that needs the ancient Jewish eyes put on it. It helps us with context in all of the Bible. These little nuances as Jesus comes up to the man who is, uh, he's, he's sailed uh, to the country of Gerasena. Gerasenes, uh, which is opposite of Galilee. So he's out of the Jewish area. And um, this guy was a, a demon-possessed. He had no clothes. He lived among the tombs. And it says, when he saw Jesus, this is verse 28 of chapter 8 of Luke. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the Most High? I beg you, do not torment me. <clears throat> so, what, one thing here, what do you have to do with me? In that, as we talked about Babel and the regional dispersion of the national dispersion of the lesser Elohim, rebelling spirits against God, not pointing people to Christ, taking over areas, taking over regions. What do you have to do with me? They're basically asking Jesus, why are you outside your region? Why uh, your people, God took Abraham and the nation of Israel as his people. These are our people. Why are you here? What do you have to do with me? So that's what this question is. They're starting to realize that Jesus is coming to take back the nations, to take back the, the land, to take back the geography. And that has been going on ever since. He says, and here's another point I want to take out as he talks with him. Uh, <clears throat> says he was kept under guard. This is the demon-possessed man, bound with chains and shackles, and he would break the bonds and and driven by the demons into the desert. Jesus asked him, what is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. I just want to make a note here, okay? Some people aren't going to like it. I'm making an observation, all right? Uh, if it fits, it fits. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, he's talking in... Uh, he's, he said, Legion... For we are many, one one section. It's using a plural pronoun. I know that's going to hit you a little bit. I do believe that a lot of this identity confusion has a demonic source to it. I'm not saying all these people are demon-possessed. I'm saying that the enemy is having a field day whispering in their ear. And maybe it's many, many demonic spirits that are influencing our young people. So they believe that they have plural pronouns that they want to be referred to because they believe in their plurality of spirits within them. Because or that that 
voices they hear in their head, uh, influences that they have in their life. I believe that that is a part of it. I don't believe it's all of it. I think a lot of it is a social structure, that peer pressure type of thing. But I think the source has a lot to do with this. And so uh, you make your own determinations. You pray through that. You make your own determinations. I just see the connectivity. I'm bringing it to you. We need to pray uh, for these people. We need to to, to share the love of Jesus Christ. We need to bring the power of God into these circumstances when God brings them to us, when the Spirit offers opportunity. <clears throat> so we, we do know the rest of this story. They go into the pigs and then the pigs and then the, and, and the pigs go and kill themselves. And then the people don't want them there. That's the interesting thing. They tell him, return to your home. and de- uh, Well, he, he tells the, the, the person, declare to your home, uh, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away proclaiming throughout the whole city uh, that Jesus had done much. It's, it's the other account that says the people of the area wanted Jesus to go. They didn't want him there. Um, because uh, they weren't used to that, this spiritual truth coming. They were used to, even though the demonic man was uh, was harassing them and uh, raising havoc and they didn't know how to deal with him, even though he's free, Christ has freed him, told him to go on your way and tell everyone. Tell every, Don't hide your, your, your light under a basket. Go tell everyone because this was a different region. This was the area that was to be taken uh, from, that po- from this po- that point forward. Uh, so he heals a woman. The next part we come up on is uh, heals a woman and uh, J- heals Jairus' daughter. This is the one where he's he's walking through the crowd and the crowd of people are all around him, but the woman touches the hem. His tits is what they're called. He touches the hem of his robe and she's healed, but he feels the power that leaves him because of her faith. Uh, that's an incredible, uh, it's an incredible description of what happens. Christ uh, responds to faith. And, and, you know, we always know that potentially all of these things are for us to see, to give us understanding that Jesus was aware of her presence, but he wanted them to know that this power, this healing power comes through faith that people have and, uh, and, uh, and, and connection with the Savior. It's not, it's not the, the faith alone. It's your connection with Jesus through the spirit. Um, so then he goes to Jairus's house and he gets there and she's already, they say she's already dead. And he brings in Peter and John and James and the father and mother of the child. And um, they're all crying and weeping. He says, don't weep, she's asleep. And, uh, and they laughed at him uh, knowing that she was dead. Uh, I don't know, they thought he was joking. I'm not really sure. Um, but taking her by the hand, he called and said, child, arise. And her spirit returned and she got up at once and he directed that something should be given to her to eat. And her parents were amazed, but he charged them in this instance, not to tell what happened. Why? Why the difference? He tells the demonic man who's not in Israel, not within uh, Jerusalem's uh, boundaries, not within the region, go tell everyone. But he tells these people, don't tell anyone. These were already supposed to be the people of God. These were already supposed to be, the nation of Israel is already God's people. 
And so they're, he's not telling them, don't go tell everyone because I'm here to offer myself, okay? And they should already know. The Jews already have gotten their signs. They got them in Egypt. They got them in the wilderness. They've gotten them all along. They don't, I'm coming as Messiah and they should recognize me for the things that I do out in the open. This is your miracle. I give it to you. So that's where we're going to leave it here today for New Testament Friday, a good Friday. Uh, Go celebrate Good Friday. And this Sunday, we hope that you're going to be in the house of the Lord somewhere, a church near you. Come to Life Coast if you don't have one in the Palm Coast area. We'd love to have you. we got some special stuff going on uh, this Sunday. It's Resurrection Day. People call it Easter Sunday. We know it's Resurrection Sunday. So come and join us. We would love, love, love to have you at Life Coast Church. So come on out. 